Hey guys, how are you? Welcome into a Friday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. And we are here thanks to our friends at BetMGM. Use that promo code JUICE100 when you sign up for a new account with BetMGM. Okay, so a three and two night last night. We came close to a four and one night, but unfortunately, it's pretty much a flat three and two because we'd be down the juice and then we got the player prop right in Jason Tatum for a quarter unit. So that pretty much covers the juice. So it's kind of a zero out night, three and two, but again, kind of flat. Just the way the week's been going. It's been a very, very flat week and just kind of we're slogging along here for the first week of March. And look, it's it's better than losing. OK, I'm not complaining, but I'm hoping that we pick up some steam here on a Friday into Saturday, try to end the game or end the week with some strong plays and some strong wins. So I'm taping this on YouTube like we always do. And so I'm wearing the new Daily Juice trucker hat that I got in the mail today. It's very, very cool. You can go buy one of these if you want for yourself uh, by going to fantasypros.com slash shop. Click on hats and you'll see the Daily Juice trucker hat, but it's got the whole lighting kit in here all messed up. So I I need some tutorials from our friends at Betting Pros on how to get the lights right because I look totally washed out and you can't really see the hat. And you can see the hat when I go forward and kind of give you a look so you can see the hat on YouTube, but you can't really see the hat. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm all washed out. So it's just, I don't know. It's just one of these days. It's been one of these weeks, you know, <laughs> it's just one of these weeks. You just kind of go, all right. Yeah, it's it's March. We're into March Madness. And, I, you know, you want to end the week really strong and you want to be hot right now. And I'm kind of I'm I'm mediocre. I'm not warm. I'm not cold. I'm just kind of blah. I'm just kind of there. <laughs> so hopefully things turn for us here today. Today is what I am calling Square Friday. This is. I'm just playing my teams, man. I'm playing my teams. I'm betting favorites. <laughs> uh, and we're just going to be, I don't know. We're not getting too exotic. I do have the parlay. It's a three-teamer, three-leg college basketball parlay that I have not played, but they're games that almost made. These are three games that almost made it onto the official list. So I thought, okay, let's take those three. Let's parlay them together because more often than not, when I think a play is only okay and I cross it off, I get it right. <laughs> so it's how it kind of goes, right? When you're like, eh, maybe it won't hit, then it hits. So three plays to give you coming up here for the parlay. I've got two NBA player props that I go want to get into. So I want to move quickly. I don't want to be over over 15 minutes. I mean, this is like a new goal of mine, trying to keep the actual name of this podcast, The Daily Juice, to go 15 minutes. I'm going to try to go 15 minutes if I can here. Okay, so... The golf bets are all still alive, even though they're not great. And Webb Simpson's okay, minus one. Even par, I think, for John Rahm. And I don't think Patrick Cantlay is doing all that well at two over. But we'll see. It's early. Hopefully, all three make the cut, and we can watch it for the weekend and see how they go. But a tough day for some. Sergio was unbelievable, but a tough day for some, especially on that 17th hole. When you're seeing quads and quintuple bogeys, oh boy. We all we've all been there, right? If you've golfed, you've been there. But those are some pretty rough scores. Guys shooting 85s, 86s due to the course conditions, which were, by the way, the course was really hard, but the weather was fine. It was gorgeous. Just the course was a beast. TPC Sawgrass was really hard yesterday. So or today or yesterday, right into today. So uh, hopefully we can watch all three golfers make the weekend and then try to make it into the top 10, top 20, like we've got for Patrick Cantlay coming up for this today. All right. Let's start with Michigan and Missouri here. 
And as I mentioned, we're just going with my teams here. Okay. These are teams we have bet consistently throughout the year. And I think teams much like the Creighton Blue Jays teams coming off of a buy who haven't played yet. This is a significant deal to me. Okay. You've been watching, you've been waiting, you've watched a team play and you are by far a better basketball team and you know it, you know, you're a better basketball team and look at I get that Maryland needs this game more than Michigan does. Okay. In Michigan is a team that just lost to Michigan state by six. They lost to Illinois by 23 sandwiched in between a win over Michigan by 19. I know there are some injury concerns here for Michigan and you're like, Hmm, you know, are you going to be hundred percent healthy? Probably not. We'll see where they are come game time. But the line is eight. It's a little heavy. But Michigan is 16 and six to the number and Maryland is 12 and five to the number. They haven't played since the loss to Michigan State. And I am guessing that Michigan has been stewing on losing two of three going into the postseason. And maybe they just got bored. Okay, maybe they just didn't really have much upstairs clicking. Maryland's going to have no answer for the inside post play for Michigan today, okay? When they played in Ann Arbor, 11-point line, Michigan won by 24 over Maryland. When they played in Maryland at Maryland and College Park, the line was three, and they won by 11. I think this is a double-digit win for Michigan, okay? I think Michigan's just going to go and go to work and get ready for the NCAA tournament, but on the way, they would love to win a Big Ten tournament. Maryland's on their, you know, in their path, they just beat Penn State. They just beat Michigan State. Oh, sorry, they lost to Penn State and lost to Northwestern. If they did just beat Michigan State in their first game in the Big Ten tournament, I'm laying the eight. Michigan big here over Maryland. I think they come out and have a really big victory and look like the Michigan of old. They flex their muscles a bit, much like Creighton did. You know, sitting and waiting and watching and then playing. I, I just I think this is a big opportunity in a big game for them. I don't like the start time. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the fact that it's a midday start time. That can lead to some sleepy legs and not great starts. So I'm a little concerned. It wouldn't shock me if Maryland comes out and plays well in the first half. So I thought about taking Maryland in the first half, you know, plus the four. And I was like, and that's just not enough points to take Maryland here. If Michigan comes out and shoots really well and plays the way they're capable of, I'm laying the eight Michigan against Maryland minus eight Wolverines laying it half a unit. Second play. As I told you, these are our guys, (laughs) Alabama against Mississippi state, the lines eight and a half. So Alabama ended the year by beating on beating up on Georgia by 10 as seven point favorites. They beat Auburn by 12 as 10 point favorites that snapped a streak in which they covered once over six games. And I, and like everybody else was scratching their heads going, what is going on with Alabama? Well, the rest I think is going to do them a ton of good to sit back and wait and get their legs back and refocus and get Nate Oates, team righted. They've got the conference player of the year. They've got the coach of the year. They've got a defense that should really translate well into March. And if all if this game is close, there's something really wrong with Alabama. They're supposed to be a two seed. It's time to start going and playing like it here against a team in the Mississippi State that scratched and clawed its way past Kentucky. They were up big. They blew the lead to Kentucky to finally hang on for a one-point victory. They're up by 14 at the break. 
and then they just they nearly lost it. They came from behind, but that takes a lot out of a team, both emotionally, psychologically, and Alabama's just a beast sitting there waiting. All right. The line when they played in Tuscaloosa was nine and a half. Alabama won by eight. The line when they played in Starkville was five and a half. Alabama won by five. Bama hasn't covered yet against Mississippi State, and that's going to lean some people to say, okay, I'm taking Mississippi State for a third time to not to cover against Alabama. Give them the points. It's plus eight and a half. I'm just going to do this like I did it with the Creighton Blue Jays yesterday, okay? And not everything is going to be the same. I understand that, but these are one of my teams. And I expect Alabama to play like Alabama. And let's go, Crimson Tide, okay? This play worries me. I'm not going to be on. I'm not going to lie. This play's a little bit shaky because of the way Alabama has played down the stretch and how they've played against Mississippi State. Neutral floor this time and an eight and a half point line elimination game. A lot of those upperclassmen and seniors for Alabama, maybe some tired legs late. Maybe they hang around for a little while. And then the second half, Alabama just goes to work. The tide need to rebound and hit their threes. They do that. They have more talent. They are deeper. They are better coached. I'm going to lay the eight and a half here. Alabama minus eight and a half against Mississippi state for a half a unit. I told you we're going, this is all favorites and all chalk. One more college game and then a game I can't play yet because of, I'll explain why I can't play it yet here in just one second. Let's talk about Arkansas and Missouri. Arkansas is a team that we have not played much this year and that's on me. Okay. They're 17 and eight to the number. Missouri is 11 and 13 to the number. Arkansas has been over the last month. You could make a case that Arkansas has been the best team against the number in college basketball. Arkansas has only covered two times on the road at Oklahoma State. They were four. They were one and a half point dogs lost by four in the last game of the year. They were 14 and a half point favorites and they won by seven senior day distractions and whatnot. But before that, they covered seven times and they covered nine of 10 games before the game against A&M, which they won. They just didn't cover. So yesterday, Missouri was favored by six and a half. One of my guys on my radio show had them to win and cover. They won, but they hung on for dear life against a really bad Georgia team. That should not have been as close as it was. Three-point win at six-and-a-half-point favorites. And now Arkansas is only minus three here. That's a little bit surprising to me, to be quite honest. And partly the reason why is because early in the year, Missouri beat Arkansas by 13 points when Arkansas was a six and a half point favorite. That's a difference of 19 and a half points. Then in the rematch, they were on the road at Missouri as two and a half point dogs and they won by five. That was right in the middle of the seven game in a row run for Arkansas, where they beat Mississippi State, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, Alabama, LSU and South Carolina. They won all the games and they covered in any in every game as well. Eric Musselman's got this team playing really, really well. Arkansas is a sleeper team to make a run in the dance. They're not going to win the national championship, okay? But I saw a lot of people pop on. It was 40 to 1 or 50 to 1 for Arkansas to win it all about two and a half weeks ago. And I was talking to a guy on Twitter that I know a lot and was like, he bought in. 
He threw 100 bucks down on a 50 to one long shot for Arkansas. And he was like, look, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and buy this. And then if Arkansas makes the final four or if Arkansas makes the elite eight, you can turn around and try to sell it on prop swap or just have some value and hedge off the value and try to see how you can get it. I, I mean, I get the, the, the strategy there with Arkansas, but I mean, they are a gritty team. They're tough to play against. And I'm just, I mean, this is, this Missouri team is okay. They're not great. And then after playing yesterday, again, this is Michigan, Alabama, Arkansas. They all haven't played yet. Okay. This is all coming into their first game against a team. That's not that great. That had to scrap and claw to get there to this game. It's all the same with Maryland, Mississippi state, and Missouri, they've all played, but they all got pushed in their first game. And now they're coming in here, you know, up against a big boy. And I think Goliath takes care of business. Arkansas minus three against Missouri. Okay. So Michigan State minus eight, Alabama minus eight and a half, and Arkansas minus three. Here's the last play that I can't make in college basketball Creighton against UConn. This is the game of the day for me, man. This is going to be a barn burner. I've already told you the winner, the winner of this game wins the Missouri, the, the Big East Conference tournament. And we have the plus 250 on UConn. OK, so either UConn wins and we're really happy or Creighton wins and I'm really happy. <laughs> so one of the two, there is no number for this. Why? Because Book Knight left the game and didn't come back. They're calling it cramps. OK, if he's out. We're betting Creighton like immediately. We're on the Jays 100%. So the books aren't putting numbers up till they know what's going on with him. And rightfully so, because it changes everything with him. They are a legitimate threat to make a run into the NCAA tournament in deep without him. I think they're done. So that one injury is everything. So if book night plays, okay. If he doesn't play, we're all over Creighton, all right? And we'll wait and see what the number is. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, relatively early, I'm assuming we're going to find out what's going to go on with that game in the day as to whether or not he's going to play or a game-time decision or what. But we can't make that play without finding out the status of the best player for UConn and maybe the best player in the entire Big East. So we got to wait. And if he's in, we could be taking the, the UConn Huskies. If he's out, we may be riding the Creighton Blue Jays. Both teams had big wins, but man, that's a major, major concern right now for the UConn Huskies. So that's a question mark. That's a half unit play that's hanging out there that I will tell you about later in the Discord channel or on Twitter, one of the two, hashtag Daily Juice, or on the Discord, bettingpros.com slash chat for the Discord. Okay, so let's do a couple of quick player props here. We went on the B... Uh, the betting pros prop bet cheat sheet, NBA prop bet cheat sheet. The number one at the time of taping, the number one prop is Dylan Brooks against Memphis for Memphis up against the Denver Nuggets. So they have it. FanDuel at 14 and a half. Other books around to have it at 14 and a half. They're projecting 16.8 points at 17 points, basically projecting you're going to get about two and a half points of value here for Dylan Brooks. So when you look at Dylan Brooks and what he has done so far this year, he's averaging 15.7 points per game. Now, Dylan Brooks in the game up against Washington, he only scored 10 points in the first game. Uh, back after the All-Star break. The two games before the All-Star break, he scored 23 and 20. But the interesting thing was that Dylan Brooks is a dynamic defender, and he really took offense to some of the comments that were being said by Bradley Beal about the, the defensive talent and what really Dylan Brooks was. 
And Dylan Brooks got pretty upset about it. And he didn't like the fact that he was called being called just a defender. And that's all that he could do because he believes he's got a lot more offensive firepower. He's averaging, I mean, he's, he's been pretty good so far this year at 15.9, 15.7 points per game. A guy who's averaging a couple of assists a game. He's been a nice player for playing all 30 games. Nice player for Memphis. And so we're not going to take John Morant today, but we're going to look at an off guard and somebody that may be a little more fired up to go out there and put up a big number here. Dylan Brooks's number is 14 and a half points. We're going over 14 and a half for Dylan Brooks here up against Denver. And we know what Denver does, right? Denver doesn't play any defense. Denver just wants to run up and down like everybody else. So this total is pretty high. It's 228 for the total. So, I mean, John Morant may have a big game, but we're going to go. It's an easier number to get to for Dylan Brooks, who only scored 10 points in his last game. And then I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, probably wants to go out and prove somebody that, you know what, I can score. Don't say Bradley Beal. Don't tell me I can't score or I'm not a good offensive player. We're going Dylan Brooks over 14 and a half points for a quarter unit. And the other prop that they like is and I don't bet unders, by the way. There's a couple on the prop bet cheat sheet at the time of taping here that talks about like Rudy Gobert under points. I don't bet unders in props. There's no way. I'm only betting overs. Malcolm Brogdon. Right now, his number is 19 and a half, also at FanDuel, being projected at 21 and a half. So two points of value for Malcolm Brogdon, who had a horrific game before the All-Star break. Scored 10 points. Okay, this is a guy who averages 21.2 points per game. He scored 10 in the game before the All-Star break. He missed a game against the Knicks, and some are saying he maybe he was nursing a bit of an injury, but he scored 20 and 29 points after he came back from that one game off. So the rest really helped him. So here's what I think. The rest during the All-Star break will also really help him. And first game back, teams aren't playing defense right now really at all. Brogdon's numbers at 19 and a half. I'm going to take Brogdon to go off here. And I am the only thing that makes me a little bit hesitant here. The only thing that kind of gave me a little bit of pause was the Pacers are playing at the Lakers. And the number is 217 and a half. You know that the Lakers defensively, like if LeBron wants to shut somebody down, LeBron can shut somebody down. And this is the leading scorer here for the Indiana Pacers, right? Malcolm Brogdon has score as it played in 34 games, started all in place, 35 minutes a game, averaging 21.2 points per game. So, we're getting a number below his average, which is good. Okay, The Lakers are a good defensive team, but no Anthony Davis. So without Anthony Davis, yeah, LeBron's coming back and LeBron rested before the All-Star break and LeBron played in the All-Star game you know, a little bit. But I think Brogdon bounces back here. I'm going to go over Malcolm Brogdon over 19 and a half points at a quarter unit as well here for today. OK, so the plays again real fast. Michigan minus eight, Alabama minus eight and a half, Arkansas minus three. We're holding off on creating UConn until we find out about the injury. Dylan Brooks over 14 and a half and Malcolm Brogdon over 19 and a half for the two player props, each for a quarter unit. Other three bets are at a half a unit. Okay, whoops. I forgot about the don't play a parlay parlay. Sorry. Let me jump in here real quick and tell you the three plays for six to one. Toledo minus three and a half. Okie State plus nine against Baylor. And Houston minus 17 and a half against Tulane. Okay, those are the three plays that did not make the list, but those are the three plays for the don't play a parlay parlay. Last week, COVID canceled it, so still a two and seven record for us on this don't play a parlay parlay. Toledo minus three and a half, Okie State plus nine, and Houston minus 17 and a half. 
Now back to the normal end of the podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. Every morning, it's the Daily Juice podcast. Hopefully, we get some winners here. Always being brought to you by BetMGM. Always found right here on bettingpros.com.